0: The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct, consistency, creativity, culture. On today's episode, I am solo as I go through my top 50 fantasy football big draft board, of course, in the style of Tears. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. going on everybody? Happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday to whatever the heck you're listening to this episode. I appreciate you so much for spending time with our uh, our nice, fun podcast. Um, I am solo. I uh, had some scheduling stuff going on with with Ryan. He should be back next week. And I was like, okay, I got to get an episode out, of course. What do I do? Do I really want to do a defensive tiers? I don't think anybody truly gives a shit about – I mean, maybe some people um, in the realm of fantasy do if you have big points and such, but I think you can kind of get a big justification. Um, uh, it, you, you get a good idea, basically, of, of what uh, – where the defenses kind of sit. Uh, maybe we'll revisit it at some point, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of where we are. And I was like, okay, got to do something, put something out. Let's do top 50, right? Everybody likes the big board. Uh, as they call it, well, during regular draft season, during fantasy draft season, who are the top 50 fantasy getters um in the you know in the National Football League for for the upcoming season. So, I decided to put mine together and uh as we've been kind of going through I I don't like when it comes to ranking stuff as far as um this, you know, aside from personal stuff, I just like to do it in the style of tiers. Um I do. I I just think it fits better. Nobody can – people will still bitch and complain, but it puts the least amount of heat. It's honestly really hard to rank, like, 50 people, (laughs) Uh, which is what we're doing today. Like, ranking 50 NFL players, you know, especially because, you know, there's so many different factors um, that come into play. I just – I don't know. It's difficult. it's uh, unnecessary stress. I hate when people hold stuff against you for being wrong. I try my best not to do that to others, uh, but everybody else kind of gets to do it to me I, I guess it's something I have to learn to deal with you know all these years doing the podcast, and now things are starting to finally hit off but um but I feel like tiers are a little bit more appropriate. I feel like certain players deserve you know belong in um certain tiers as far as what their fantasy production can and will be. So, um, so yeah, so let's get to it, everybody. I'm going to go through, as we d- always do, five tiers. So I want you to realize, too, I want to specify these five tiers are not bad at all. These are the best of the best, in my opinion, for 2022 as far as people that you can draft and acquire in uh, in fantasy football this season. Top 50. All right? There's nobody bad. Honestly, anybody not in this list, if there's a large grouping of people that are not, like, awful choices either uh that are not on this list but these are the best of the best and this is me tearing the best of the best as far as fantasy production so loves. let's uh let's give this a whirl let's give this a whirl all right so my bottom tier tier five i have numbers 50 through 37 on this list that's how many i think that's what 18 people i think that's how math works probably not Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Damn, I was way the hell off. Fourteen people. I forgot it works the opposite way. Math is hard. All right. So my tier five of the big fifty. Um, I'm going to start off with Terry McLaurin. All right, Terry McLaurin is uh, solid. There's a lot of uncertainty though with Carson Wentz under center. I think he can be good. I think he will be good. But uh, there's just a small part of me that's like, oh, what if this doesn't work out? Things are starting good from camp. I think McLaurin's going to have a solid year. I don't know how much, Uh, you know, he's he's dealt with a lot over the years and still been um, very productive, so to speak. But Terry Terry McLaurin, I'm going to put it at a tier five of the you know the best fantasy. uh, my big 50 fantasy, as far as what you'll get out of them. Um, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to go uh, in this tier two. A lot of uncertainty. I, I was actually really close to putting Lamar in a tier four. So about this year is like really like exciting. If I'm a Ravens fan, I'm excited. Um, I mean, you should be. You should be. You have a really great team. But. Lamar working for a contract he wants that big extension he wants to be the highest paid he's been smart about it um, as well as he could be we're in for a Joe Flacco hold you know oh just I'm gonna bet on myself kind of year and whatever happens happens and I feel like Lamar's just going to be unleashed healthy he seems positive confident and I love to see it so Lamar Jackson is at tier five I also have Justin Herbert here at tier five his Right, because he's not a very mobile guy. He could take off if need be, but he's not like a Josh Allen esque where he's gonna look for <laughs> he's gonna look for the run or he's not like Lamar. But he's a strong passer, and I think he absolutely belongs um, in these top five tiers as far as you know. Quarterbacks are tough because there's a part of me that wants to put some of these up higher uh, than they than they are based on certain things. But Herbert's a prolific passer. He's really really good at what he does. And I am very confident putting uh, a young Justin Herbert surrounded by some of the best weapons in the National Football League here at a Tier 5 for fantasy in 2022. This one, a lot of people like to sleep on. Actually, probably a lot of these a lot of people like to sleep on. Uh, next one is Brandon Cooks, which is something that a lot of people like go. I want you to go look at some of his production, especially with some of these um, just awful teams that he's had, right? Um, he's a big-time target guy. All right, he he caught with Davis Mills to Rod Taylor uh, at quarterback last year. 90 passes for 1,037 receiving yards. All right, that's a really good season. That's a really, really good season. That's almost 200 points, depending on your scoring and such. That's at least 200 points, right? Probably uh, one point for every 10 yards, one point per reception if you're doing it that way. You get six touchdowns in the season. That's not a bad year. All right. That's a lot better than some of these other uh some of these other receivers that we uh you know, we, we get to see around here. So I Brandon Cooks is criminally underrated. He's you know, I used to when I was young and and naive and didn't really understand football the way that I did, I was like, Oh God, Brandon Cooks, he's on a new team every year. Like, what's everybody's interest in this guy? And uh now I look at it as Brandon Cooks goes to a team who needs help at wide receiver and can produce, you know, can produce and be consistent. Kind of like, I'm trying to think of a comparable um, player. A little bit like Frank Gore those last couple years, sort of. Um, But obviously Cooks is is at a higher level when it comes to outputs. Maybe like back in the 90s and 2000s when, when Vinny Testaverde was on like a different team every two or three years, right? Dif- frequently on different teams and, f- but frequently really not that bad. So Brandon Cooks makes my tier five. Amon Ross St. Brown is, I'm a huge stand for St. Brown this year. Uh, this dude finished off really, really strong. I know the, the joke, it's so easy. Oh my God. You, you know, uh, <laughs> Jared Goff is trash. I, I, I looking through, I, I don't think things are as simple as that. I, it's, it's a lot deeper. He caught 90 passes last year for 912 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Started in nine games. He didn't really blossom until the second half of the year. Now he's got another year under. He's got a full season under his belt. Uh, and a much comfortable offense. There's some additional weapons there. Um, some good some good pieces to mix around with. I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a stu- superstar this year and could easily find himself on tier four when it comes time to, for production. But as far as me feeling safe, I like Amon Ross St. Brown here in tier five. Mike Williams, Mike Williams, man, Justin Herbert revived his career tremendously, and uh, you know last season was a ton of fun to watch. Mike Williams, he was a solid. He was actually in a lot of people's. Fantasy teams. He he was a tier one. He was a tier one. He was you know he's a wide receiver one finish. Seventy six catches from one thousand one hundred and forty six receiving yards, um, which was a career high for him. Nine touchdowns. It was really awesome. I could honestly probably put Mike Williams up uh, a little bit higher. There's always you know there's always concern. You like consistency with with you like to see consistency with some of these players um and i think i think mike williams can end up finishing as high as a tier 3 when it comes to production he's one that i don't think people i don't know people might he might be worth reaching for but it all depends on who you're drafting with and who's kind of smart to everything uh cam akers is returning this uh this season he is also a tier 5 Giving the uh giving the Rams a solid, solid uh running game. Of course he hurt himself at the uh at the early on in the twenty twenty one season in return. Um big things happening for Cam Akers, expecting a bigger role for him in this offense coming up. Um and the Rams are gonna need uh to mix it up a little bit. It's not gonna be you know, teams are going to play them differently now. It's second year with Matthew Stafford, and uh, Acres is going to have to have a big year. And he and, and on a team that that struggled when it came to um, that that kind of struggled in the run game a little bit. They did it all right; they didn't do too shabby. But Cam Akers can be something special. Jalen Waddle, I'm excited for. He can easily be a tier four as well, possibly. But somebody's got to be in tier five. Um, Jalen Waddle is oh, he's so good. So good, so talented, so fast. I think um, the only thing that's going of like he get over a thousand yards, let you know, receiving last year, six touchdowns, one hundred and four catches. Uh, the only thing that's you know might slow that down is the emergence of Tyreek Hill being there. I think that's the only thing that um, that would keep him down to a tier five. Again, all these guys could finish wherever, honestly. But um, there is, I mean, there's absolutely no shame. Jalen Waddle is a you know, what's fifty-eight? So fifty. We have fifty names here. And depending on the size of your draft room, size of your league, um, these are top four rounds. You know, I top four rounds or top five rounds, or if you are an eight-team league, uh, this is top six rounds. No shame in taking Jalen Waddle uh, within those rounds. I think it's a pretty fair. Um, that's something I probably should address before, too, is uh, another way to to take a look at this. But Jalen Waddell is, is, you know, he's due for another solid year, and I'm comfortable taking him there. DK Metcalf, the big man with the uh, big extension, contract extension. I know there's a lot of worry um, about who's throwing the ball. Right now it seems to be Geno Smith. And uh, while that doesn't sound thrilling, that's probably the difference between me putting DK Metcalf at Tier 5 versus Tier 3 for this year. However... Uh, you know, DK, he didn't get a thousand yards last year, but he's, he's solid, talented. Um, but I think just outside the first three rounds is a fair spot to draft DK Metcalf, depending on what your draft strategy is. If I get DK Metcalf in the fourth round, I'm fine with it. I'm completely happy with that choice. Um, that's not a bad grab, all things considered, but quarterback play is something that has, that has to be considered when it comes to drafting DK. Brees Hall, rookie Brees Hall. A lot of hype uh behind Brees Hall. I get nervous when it comes to uh these Jets running backs that seem to just come out of nowhere every single year and uh big things are expected, but there's something different about Brees Hall. I'm not sure what it is. A lot of the fantasy experts, which I am not, uh have you know, said that he's gonna contribute, maybe in the same way that like a Najee Harris does. I'm putting him at tier five just to be, you know, just to be fair. Yet safe, yet safe, and I—I I, I, some of the mock drafts that we've done, Brees Hall has gone top three rounds. So put that in perspective. Joe Burrow, I find it tier five. Joe Burrow is he a flash in the pan? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a little bit better than um, what it has been in previous years, uh, in, especially last year. I think it, I think it will be. They got the offensive line revamped. There's you know the wide receivers are getting accustomed uh and of course now there's game film though which kind of hurts in some aspects but um Joe Burrow is sensational and the only th- you know he's not really a mobile guy either he's kind of a pocket passer in the traditional sense like I don't know I don't even know if he took off at all I'd have to double check and see if he really rushed much if if at all let's see last year last, yeah he's not a mobile guy 118 yard rushing 40 attempts so um that's what hurts joe burrow in the top 5 and again this is something depending on your league strategy right you know in the leagues that i run it's quarterback strong quarterback heavy uh big quarterbacks are worth as you know as much if not more than running backs and wide receivers so, but traditional leagues, quarterbacks don't get all the love. It's all about what you get at RB and wide receiver. So that's why I got Joe Burrow at tier five. If, if I was doing this based off of my customizations to my leagues, uh, Joe Burrow would probably be at two, tier two or three. That's how valuable. Uh, Cortland Sutton is here at tier five. And as much as I, uh, as some of the bad experiences that I've had with Mr. Cortland Sutton, um, apparently things are looking really good right now with Russ. At, uh, in Denver. Nice connection going. Um, you know that the Broncos are going to have an uptick in passing. It's going to be a uh, better squad there when it comes to to uh, numbers as far as production goes for the passing and receiving. So that's why I have Cortland Sutton here in Tier 5. He's, he's going to become much more fantasy relevant, I think, this year. Uh, Tier 5 here, Darren Waller. I am concerned always about Darren Waller because uh, the injuries are starting to pile up. He's actually been around a considerable amount of time, even though he's very productive. Um, what also keeps him down at a tier five is he's a you know it's, he's a tight end, which people don't necessarily go for. He played in eleven games last year, six hundred and sixty five receiving yards, two touchdowns, uh, fifty five catches. So not bad i just want i just wanna make sure that the health is up um it was very very frequent last year, and the Raiders would have benefited a lot more and maybe have won some more games if they had uh if Waller was healthy and available. i know things happen injuries are sometimes beyond our control but um but yeah I, darren Waller's is uh, a tier five pick j k dobbins j k dobbins big j k dobbins stand this year. Um, He spent the year last year hurt. His rookie year, 805 yards. Uh, This team seems to be going. What (laughs) the hell was that? Seems to be going a little bit more, even even more run heavy than it was before. And JK Dobbins is going to benefit just fine. He's essentially uh, the lead back, from what I understand. When his rookie season was there, he he was, but he wasn't. I think Mark Ingram was there for a short period of time. I think, yeah, I think Ingram was there in 2020. And there's a couple, um, uh, you know, a couple other guys that were in the mix. J.K. Dobbins is definitely a top five player. And lastly, for Tier 5, I'm going to place Josh Jacobs here in my top 50. Josh Jacobs is uh, pretty solid when healthy. All right, big part of the success of the Raiders offense last year. And uh, and and has been over the last couple of years. Josh Jacobs is that guy. He's that good, uh, decent pass catching running back. All right, my only worry about Josh Jacobs mostly is the injury stuff because it's been a little while since he played a full season, but um, his production is is still up there, and especially with help from Devontae Adams, it's only going to make what I think you know like what benefited. Um oh God, why is his name slipping for me right now? <laughs> Only benefit of Joe Mixon. Uh Josh Jacobs is gonna benefit from the strong receiver core now, which it now is Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, and you know Darren Waller. So Josh Jacobs should benefit. The running game should benefit there in Denver. There are, oh god, Las Vegas. They're gonna crucify me for that. But uh but that is tier five. Let's head on up to tier five. Four. All right, tier four. I'm going to place uh, again. This is a no specific order as far as who's within the tiers. Just the tiers is the order that matters. DeAndre Swift is here, and uh, DeAndre Swift is uh, a, a fine young pass catching running back, and uh, he just really started to get going. <laughs> uh, the, you know this this past season. Uh, it took him a while for Detroit to get invested in him. As far as I know, they were writing it was a couple of years ago that they had they were all on in on Adrian Peterson, but um, but uh, but yeah. So DeAndre Swift, I think he excels in you know his big benefit, big boost. While he may not have eclipsed, you know, he got six hundred and seventy seventeen uh, rushing yards last year. A big boost for a guy like DeAndre Swift is, is his catching ability now last year we did have a couple big drops, but um, he also caught sixty two of his seventy eight targets, which is not too shabby that 's all bonus points as far as i 'm concerned for four hundred and fifty two yards and two touchdowns and i 'm sure it's only going to get better this year as this Detroit team starts to meld mesh and just uh, and just find success so DeAndre Swift is a tier four Josh Allen. Is a tier four, all right. If if this is my league again, high quarterback points, passing all that stuff. Josh Allen's a tier one all day, um, but a lot of leagues again, quarterbacks kind of dumbed down. But Josh Allen is the creme de la creme of uh, of of quarterbacks because of his ability to rush, his rushing touchdown numbers. You know, this is uh, it, he's as lethal as a pass catching running back. A really good pass catching running back. At that, this is all extra. Like this is why I, I love to have um, guys who can acquire points from two different categories, and Josh Allen is the peak of that. Um, he can go. He can throw the ball with the best of them, and he can run with the uh, he can run with the best of them. So Josh Allen, tier four, um, <sighs> cheeseburger Lenny. <laughs> Uh, I was debating this one. I know the weight thing has been a fun, fun and funny story, so to speak. But, you know, this this past week, I guess he showed up at 270, but um, this past week or, or the week prior, whatever it was. But uh, Leonard Fournette is consistent. He's he's been good the last couple of years. He's performed. It is training camp. Guys come in heavy all the time, and some of them work themselves out of it. Some of them don't. But right as of right now, I have no reason to doubt Leonard Fournette. Because of his usage, um, the only thing that worries me is the offensive line falling apart. As it seems that their center, Ryan Jensen, is going to be out for a little while. Um, Ali Marpet retired. And then Alex Karras, I think it was. He went to, I want to say, or Kappa. something. I forgot who the heck the other one was. Um, I think he went to the Cincinnati, maybe. So... Uh, tough break there. But Leonard Fournette, I think right now, as far as, you know, it, if you're a running back in a Tom Brady offense, you're going to be okay because he loves to dump pass. He loves to dump pass. Dude doesn't get sacked much, um, and he's usually always throwing to – he's always got a, a – He's always has a backup plan, and that backup plan is usually a running back who can catch the ball. So, uh, Devontae Williams for the Denver Broncos is in uh, in Tier 4 as well. I'm expecting big things from him. Um, I'm wondering how much this offense goes, you know, in the direction of run. I'd imagine it's going to be, um, it's Javante Williams. Ugh, Javante Williams is still going to flourish despite better passing numbers. Um, Russ has always wanted a solid run game, consistent run game, and uh, and Javante Williams is right there to 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 lend a hand and be be productive and helpful. Uh, Alvin Kamara comes in at tier four the only reason why alvin kamara is in at tier four is because the rumored uh suspension i don't know if it's officially been handed down um but uh he benefits greatly from Jameis winston Jameis winston benefits greatly from alvin kamara um kamara is another you know top end receiving type running back he's that good uh he hasn't eclipsed over a thousand yards but um But, yeah, the the only reason why he's down so far is because of the suspension and because of injuries and such have have kind of mounted a a little bit. Not so prominently with Alvin Kamara, but there's always that bit of hesitancy. I shouldn't say that because I didn't use that criteria for one of my Tier 1 guys. But suspension definitely hurts, and you can, you know, getting Alvin Kamara in the third round is is not too shabby, not too bad. Um, AJ Brown is here in Tier 4. Uh, I like A.J. Brown's outlook for the season, and some things have been made apparent to me lately about Jalen Hurts having like the lowest completion percentage last year Um, in the NFC East, as far as that goes. I, I think I read that somewhere, so I didn't get to confirm that. He has had a history of dropping passes, but regardless, I think he's going to be a big contributor to this Philadelphia offense um, and what it can be what it can be about? Uh, he's probably the de facto number one, and he's gonna he's he's gonna do a lot of good for uh, for Philly. So I like him at tier four. I think it's a safe spot. Uh, DJ Moore at tier four. DJ Moore at tier four. Dude is you know getting him in round three or four is uh, a, a sweet grab too, especially considering how good he does with uh, with the. The, the quarterback play that he's had, uh, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield have been in a, in a very highly contested uh, quarterback battle so far. And Sam Darnold has actually looked the best from what I've read as far as completions and stuff go. I know it's only the first day of training camp and things have to be uh, things have to just kind of roll out, but DJ Moore is is uh, tier four. Zeke Elliott is tier four, and listen, Zeke has been fine. Um, Zeke has been just fine as far as what he's been able to do. I know Cowboys fans are starting to turn on him a little bit. Um, you know, last year was probably, it was his worst year for receiving. One of his worst years for receiving. Um, he had a lot more catches, but, uh, they're ready for every, I think Cowboys fans are ready for Tony power to make things happen. So, uh, he averaged, this is lowest yards per game. Average. Uh fifty eight point nine as far as the rushing category goes. Uh thousand and two. Thousand and two rushing yards. Ten touchdowns, which is pretty solid. Um, uh, I think a lot some people might even like I don't know why, but they would probably wash Zeke away if they had the chance, like from this top like a from a top fifty. I don't think he's that bad, but I think if if things don't um don't get better, that it's going to be the Tony Pollard show, and you could be finding Tony Pollard for a steal in the sixth or seventh rounds easily. Uh, next up, I have T. Higgins. T. Higgins, who uh, benefited significantly. He's put together two really good years, Two thousand, almost 2,000 yards. He's one yard shy of 2,000 yards uh, on his career so far. 908 in 2020, 1,091 in 2021. Uh, last season, 74 catches, six touchdowns and uh you know obviously the, the way that this offense is built Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd he's only going to thrive he but it's obvious that Jamar Chase is the superior one um as far as who's going to get targets and such that's why T's in there but um i mean think about it would you really justify picking T Higgins over some of the, the you know the the people that i will name we'll find out James Conner Uh, I'm a little nervous about, but he had a great year last year. I'm always worried about James Conner's health. Always scared of it, Uh, but last year he he rebounded greatly. Uh, Six games started, 15 games played, 752 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns. Now that doesn't automatically mean that you know things are going to change. Things are going to you know keep going the uptick, but um, James Conner is de facto RB one in in. In Arizona right now. And it benefits in the same way like when you're RB1 to like Lamar Jackson, like J.K. Dobbins is. Um, Kyler Murray can take off too. There's a lot of fun you can have with that style of offense. He can take off and he can throw. And uh, James Conner is going to be one of the most dependable, uh, most dependent on guys, You know, the, at least these first six weeks and, and without DeAndre Hopkins and throughout the entire uh, 2022 season. George Kittle comes in at 34, 34. Why did I say that? Tier four. He's the 34th, whatever. Just forget I said that. Um, he comes in at tier four. And uh, love me some Kittle. Love me some Kittle. Everybody's really big on on Trey Lance, and the everything's kind of uh, – everything's leaning towards that. Uh, Kittle did not, his second straight year, he hasn't crossed a thousand yards. I know injury stuff has has been plaguing him. 2018 was his peak year, and it's kind of been hit or miss after that. So everyone catches 14, 14 games played and started last year. So um, I always worry, worry about Kittle's health. I think he's a solid fifth or sixth round grab. If you have the opportunity, Um, I think so too. Joining him, is a uh, second year tight end Kyle Pitts who is facing a change at quarterback already. All right, 1026 receiving yards off 20 uh, 68 catches, he only had one touchdown. Um I don't know, I, I I don't have the numbers to back me up, but I've always felt like a lot of teams teams with uncertainty at the quarterback position, they seem they they seem to rely on tight ends quite a bit. Uh George Kittle literally emerged, you know, a couple of years ago. I know we're talking about Kyle Pitts now, but George Kittle emerged with uh backups throwing to him all season long in twenty eighteen. Like that was his big thing. Uh and there's been a couple other tight ends who've done shown really strong with backup quarterbacks and Kyle Pitts is one of the best to do it in the league. He's going to be heavily dependent on in this offense. Uh, and Marcus Mariota is going to be able to get him the ball. So uh, we shall see. We shall see how that pans out. And then my last one for Tier 4 is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had a, a, a big upswing in interceptions last year, which, you know, it that hurts. It, it definitely hurts, uh, you know, when that happens. Uh, 13 interceptions, which was his highest since 2018. Um, highest all time, thirty-seven touchdowns at thirteen ints, um, four thousand eight hundred thirty-nine passing yards, which is really really solid, uh, of course. And then let's see, he he can take off, he can rush. He's not he's not likely to. Three hundred eighty-one rushing yards and two touchdowns, which is uh, I take that all day. That's that's not bad. Again, if he was a court, if this is my league, he'd probably be a tier one or tier two as far as necessities. Um it's a it's a passing offense, pass first offense. And uh they love uh Patrick Mahomes loves to chuck the thing. So that is my tier four. Tier three we're going into now. Stephon Diggs comes in at tier three. I know a lot of people love going for Stephon Diggs. I had my explanation about Stephon Diggs when it came to uh our our episode in wide receivers. Um People, I didn't get too many responses, which wasn't a bad thing. Um, also not a great thing either. But, you know, again, he's great with the catches. All right, so he absolutely deserves to be in the top three tiers. Great with catch numbers, solid with touchdowns, 10 touchdowns, solid with yardage, but it's the games that matter. It's the, spread, it's the production over games um, that matters. And my big takeaway, you know, this is why he's not – I, I can't place him in a tier two – Um you know, and if you didn't listen to that episode, the reason why was there was game. He only had like a three or four games over 100 yards. And when you look at the numbers of some of these guys who are in tier two and three or two, tier two and one, you kind of see why, you know, why Stephon Diggs can't be any higher than he is. Aaron Jones comes in at number 15. He's going to be a favorite weapon of Mr. Aaron Rodgers. If uh if things go the way I'm thinking they will go. Aaron Jones can catch the ball. He's he's been mostly solid, uh, aside from injuries. Uh not too many issues on that yeah, you know, not too many issues on that end. Last year played in fifteen games, a little bit light in the usage. AJ Dillon was starting to really emerge as well, so that didn't help. But uh I think without Devontae Adams, without some of the pieces that uh that took off for Greener pastures that uh, Aaron Jones is gonna be much more heavily dependent on. And especially in the uh, in the receiving game. He especially let's see, what did he get last year? Fifty two catches, three hundred ninety one yards. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh Mike Evans is up next. Mike Evans is up next. Um Evans is good. Evans is really good. Like there's no shame in you know, in, in and picking up Mike Evans. All right. Uh I worry about this this team structurally this year. Um because uh I means a touchdown monster, but again the offense is kind of falling apart in the sense about injuries and retirements and stuff. I was about that, but Mike Evans has been through a lot and he's seen a lot. Last year was his most amount of touchdowns. All right. Uh 74 catches on the season, which is uh not too shabby. Thousand thirty five receiving yards. He's a big time touchdown target. He's a touchdown de- de- dependent target. Uh, that's kind of where Mike Evans sits. Uh, a couple years ago, maybe I, you know I'd have him in a tier two or a tier one, maybe. But I just uh, I don't see. It. It's not saying that he's bad or anything, but I don't know. Mike Evans has uh, uh, there's weapons to go around too. Let's just say that. Mark Andrews comes in at tier three. Mark Andrews is one of those, uh, you know, he's a, he's a Travis Kelsey type. I just need to see more. I just need to see more production, more consistency. Uh, as far as production goes, I just it, I, I just mean just see this continue. I don't want it to be like a trend. You know, he, he just really hit his stride last year. He's been solid, ever, you know, ever since he got drafted in 2018. But like last year, was he hit. One thousand three hundred sixty-one receiving yards, hundred and seven catches, nine touchdowns. Like that's a guy who just found his stride uh, in this offense. And Andrews is it, the the connection is fun. Um, Andrews is. I mean, depending on who you talk to, he's either the first tight end that gets drafted or second tight end that gets drafted. Um, you know, depending on what your concerns are with with Lamar Jackson, whether you still think he's a running back or not. Uh, Christian McCaffrey comes in at a tier three, and I I was like, oh, do I really have to do this? I didn't feel comfortable doing it. I still don't. It's icky to me. I don't understand how, after two seasons of being hurt, uh, hurt and low production, that you could look at this and be like, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is still like the second best player in this draft. <laughs> I I, I in this year's fantasy league draft. I just I don't see it. And listen, it's not like a knock on his talent because he is one of the, when healthy, he is one of the most talented, uh, NFL players I have ever, ever seen. But his health is concerning and I don't want to draft a guy high that's not going to produce like I need him to, like a, like a, like a high draft pick should. So that's where I sit with that. Keenan Allen comes in next. Uh, like another guy, PPR machine. He's a, he shouldn't be but he is one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the NFL. Uh 106 catches, 100 plus catches the last 3 years, 100 plus catches for the last 5 years. 1138 receiving yards last year, six touchdowns. Uh you know, and he has a, a really really good passer, you know. The changing of the guard from Philip Rivers to Justin Herbert was seamless and great and Herbert's upside is so high. And I think they have a great coach to capitalize on all of it. So Keenan Allen is uh, is 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 so good, so good. Uh, also joining him in tier three is Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, who might be dependent on pretty heavily. He can be a guy who ends up finishing in a tier two. Um, he might be a, a first round grab for for some people. Still, another week, uh, another unknown situation with with Deshaun Watson. It's like it, I don't know if it's ever going to happen at this point. But uh, Nick Chubb, he's uh, he's that good. He's he's more of a you know he he does catch when need be, but he's a powerful running back. Uh, he will be the face of this this offense this upcoming year. I I I I, I truly believe uh, that's how good Nick Chubb is. Thousand yards rushing from twenty nineteen, he almost just barely missed it by four yards in twenty eighteen, but um, eight touchdowns last year. Uh, the only thing that hinders him is his lack of receiving. That's that's why I don't have him any higher. That it could hurt. So it, it there's bigger upside for some of those you know, some of those pass catching running backs. CD Lamb is up here. Uh, CD Lamb is in tier three as well. He is the guy in a offense that, uh, you know, with, with Dak Prescott as QB one, who really solid ball thrower. He caught over a eleven hundred yards last year, six touchdowns, seventy nine catches. All right, um, yeah, that's the kind of production I want from a tier three a guy that I draft in in the second or third rounds. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at. With uh, with a guy like Ceedee Lamb, Debo Samuel, if everything goes well with contract stuff, yeah, Debo Samuel is going to be that good. He was that good last year. I don't know what kind of role he's, you know, exactly looking for, but Debo Samuel was a lot of fun watching last year. It's just we got to figure out what's yeah, one thousand four hundred and five receiving yards, six touchdowns off seventy seven catches. Also ran three hundred ty- uh, sixty-five yards and eight touchdowns last year. So, uh, but the uncertainty around his contract situation is why he's a tier three overall on the big board. And then last for tier three is Tyreek Kill. You know, Tyreek Hill finds himself in a very fast offense, uh, very fun offense. He's caught a thousand yards receiving in four of his six seasons. He had nine touchdowns in 2021, 111 catches from like, that's insane. That's ungodly insane. That's, that's a lot of points, uh, a lot of fantasy points. Let's just say that. So Tyree killing a new offense. This could be as high as a tier two or tier one finish, honestly. So we'll just changing uh, the teams. I was always uh, there. So tier two. We're going to next and Najee Harris, who a lot of people are like, man, you guys are disrespecting Najee Harris, and maybe I did a little bit. Maybe I did 1,200 yards rushing and seven touchdowns in uh, in 2021 with Big Ben as quarterback. One uh, this year, will uh, we'll, it could be an uptick. I, I think Najee deserves a little bit, a lot more credit. Then maybe I have uh, then maybe I have given him, and I will happily admit that. But Najee is the top of tier two, you know, top upwards of tier two for me. Uh, Bellcow, I always get worried about you know heavy usage. Bell cows. Cooper Cup is a tier two, uh, and this is still first. Like I want people to realize, this is still first round benefit, um, the first round draft pick right here. Last year was uh, an anomaly right there could have been 145 catches for 1947 receiving yards 16 touchdowns one of the greatest seasons by a wide receiver in NFL history but uh are we going to get that again i i don't know i don't know last year was his healthiest season ever um he played all 17 games You know, monster production. Sometimes guys fall off a cliff when you get those those kind of seasons. Sometimes, like it's it's insane. It's hard to imagine that you know defenses are just going to allow Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup to do that again. Uh, It's hard to picture that. So safely, safely, I put him in a tier two. But I mean, legit, like Cooper Cup's a first round draft pick easily um, for anybody. You know, once you get past a lot of that stuff. You know, once you get past our, our tier ones. Derek Henry is a tier two, tier two yet yet first round draft pick. Um, Derek Henry is worthy of it. He's solid running back. A lot of people had him very high last year. Injuries, uh, the, the big injury happened his foot, and things changed. Things were tough. The, the thing that hinders Derek Henry from being a tier one, uh, I'm not, I'm a teeny bit worried about the injury bug, but. Uh, there's also is lack of pass catching ability. Like that's not not that it's a lack of ability, but he's not a throw two target. Uh, typically, he's a downhill runner, just power, just destroy dudes, blow them up. I'm the juggernaut bitch kind of kind of runner. And um, if he had if he was looked at as more of a receiving back, I would Derek Henry would be tier one all day. But there's a couple factors going into 2022 that hinder that. Uh, Joe Mixon is in at Tier 2. We, sh- we were not Joe Mixon stands last year, but this year, I know my Ryan and myself were talking. Uh, we love Joe Mixon this year. It's it's yeah, he-, he was great. He finished great last year. He had an offense that helped him uh, be the superstar that he was drafted to be. And for the longest time, Joe Mixon was like, oh, God, you know, you still get over 1,000 yards, but there was nothing sexy about the Joe Mixon pick. Um, and last year... 13 touchdowns, 1200 yards, which is his highest total in both those categories. And um even caught 42 passes for 314 yards and an additional 3 touchdowns. Uh as long as you know as long as these receivers keep playing as well as they do, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, uh and also on tier 2 is you know another tier 2 teammate here Jam- and Jamar Chase uh he's good he is good of course next is his teammate jamar chase who broke on the scene last year uh put up disgusting numbers one of the best deep threats in in in, in the NFL is you know his his connection with joe burrow is can't be uh you know can't be slept on right 1400 plus yards 81 catches 13 touchdowns he had several 200 plus yard games which is like it's hard to fathom. People are going to go high for for Jamar Chase. I don't know why he was put so low in uh, a lot of those categories, but um, but again, if you know, tier two, solid, uh, solid spot for him. And you know, it, it, a lot of these wide receivers can finish tier one. Um, they can easily finish tier one for me. But uh, yeah, Jamar Chase f- comes in at a tier two. So. Uh, Great hands. Defenses are going to change the way that they play the Bengals, though. That's that's the biggest thing that, that is worrisome. All right, and one of the biggest beneficiaries beneficiaries of that Patrick Mahomes' pass-first offense is going to be Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey should be the first tight end off your board. The first t- tight end off your draft board every single year. This dude is a PPR machine. One of the most consistent players um, that I've seen play the position in a in a considerable amount of time. Uh, he's played full seasons just about every single year. I think last year they might have benched the star. I think they benched the starters in Week 17. I can't be mistaken, but um, with the exception of one game in 2017, which might have been – and 2020, which might have been the same situation um, – He's played 15 or 16 games every single year since 2014. So, bodes well. A thousand yards every single year um, between 2016 and in 2021. Nine touchdowns on the season. Uh, 92 catches last year. He's got. He's Patrick Mahomes. One of his favorite targets. He will be this year, and I think it's only going to benefit him. Um, even more that the the way that the wide receivers are spread out if you didn't hear my explanation last year or last week or 2 weeks ago uh you know losing Tyreek Hill might not necessarily be a bad thing. Of course you lose a big time playmaker, but um but in the same sense you gain an off uh, uh, defensive looks that don't necessarily know how to cover you, you know the there's not like one definite target. Like you you don't have to how do I explain this? Like Tyree Kill is is that guy where like yeah the, you cover him, you're a little bit more safe around him you pull some safeties back, um, where this one it's all spread it's pretty spread out like everybody's fair everybody's good um, you're more likely to put you know to maybe do some man coverage on some of these guys but also Travis Kelsey's gonna eat on the underneath that's that's kind of the way i'm 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 looking at it. we're just going to benefit and Travis is obviously the um the de facto guy he's probably he he might be the only one who crosses a thousand yards um this year as per usual uh and then closing off tier two is going to be Devontae Adams, who moves to a new team with the Raiders and is reunited with his old friend Derek Carr, as we've talked about many a time. Uh Devontae Adams has been over the last 4 seasons uh one of the you know best wide receivers to do it. Um year in and year out he's so so talented. I mean it, probably since 2016 um a lot of catches, three of the last 4 years uh over 100 111 115 123 catches. Um and you know that Derek Carr is gonna love throwing the ball. Derek Carr finally got a wide receiver one uh to make magic with. So uh Devontae Adams is, is playing, you know, is coming off a season with 123 catches, fifteen hundred and fifty three yards, and eleven touchdowns. That's those are numbers that I want, and I think Derek Carr, it's only gonna benefit Derek Carr. And my tier one, my tier one guys uh Jonathan Taylor. Uh, to me Jonathan Taylor is the de facto number 1 pick in a lot of drafts. There's some people that are legit saying, "Hey, Christian McCaffrey's still here." And I'm like, "Hey, nah." <laughs> you know, like uh it's I, I no, it's it's not quite that, you know, it's not there anymore. It's it's not there right now. Maybe next year, maybe if he puts together a full healthy season, then yeah, I would say that, but um he put, you know, last year, Taylor, 2,000 yards of total offense, 18 touchdowns. He had uh, 40 catches, 360 yards, and 1,811 rushing yards. That's an ultimate weapon. He has a much better quarterback this year, much smarter quarterback this year. JT is a Tier 1. I'm also going to place Austin Eckler here. Um, Austin Eckler is another, like, really solid like it's hard for me to like be like, yeah, he's tier one and Jonathan Taylor's tier one and uh but I mean look at these look at this production, all right? Nine hundred and eleven rushing yards last year, which everyone's like, oh, not a thousand, but hey, twelve touchdowns. He also had seventy catches for six hundred and forty seven yards and eight touchdowns. Healthy for all of it. Healthy for, for all of it. I think he might have missed one game last year. That's really, really good. If you start doing some math, putting some things together. So you got, uh, again, ten, 10 yards is one point in, in the league. So it's like 90 points right there. You get 12 touchdowns. 12 times 6 is, what, 72? All right. It's not bad. And then you had all those catches, 70 catches. I had already lost track of all the math, but you get the point. It's it's a lot of points, and that's the kind of guy you want as in and an offense that, you know, the, the, the head coach loves the running game. So keep it up. The also the last one, it, it was a little like weird about putting him in, but uh, I think it's necessary because he is he is relatively healthy usually. Uh is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. He's uh he's a really solid pass catching threat when healthy too. Uh I know people are starting to get down it no starting to. Uh people are pretty down on Kirk Cousins, but um but yeah, that's uh I gotta put delvin Cook in there because again 1100 yards uh last year on the ground, six touchdowns he also had uh 34 catches for 224 yards. It was a little low, but I mean if he, hey, if he finishes that season, then people you know finishes last season the the numbers are that much better but delvin Cook is uh closes off tier one and that is it everybody. that is it for. Matt's big fifty board, top fifty draft board. Uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in, staying in, listening to this. Uh, appreciate your feedback. Next week is the fantasy football mailbag with myself and Ryan. If you have fantasy related questions and you want your name and your question set on air, shoot me a message. Uh, find us on Facebook. Shoot the messenger page a uh, a question or uh, send us an email. Depending on where you listen to this if you should have access to our email see where it comes uh, see where our email is it is the name of the show T H E the number two P T conversation at gmail.com the two point conversation at gmail.com send us a message send in your question as long as it gets in by a reasonable time and we're not recording the episode yet we will say your question <laughs> on air thank you so much for tuning in and on behalf of myself till next time the two point conversation is good